marriage, hauntings, murder, we've got it all. A husband and wife talking about all things real, scary, and truthful. Welcome to our podcast. Hey guys, are you in the United States or Japan and looking for a private investigation? Then I have got the website for you. Head to yaminotante.org and you will be able to find everything you need about them, ways to contact them, case types, and so much more. They are there to help you, like I said, if you are in the United States or Japan. All you have to do is head to www.yaminotante.org and you'll find everything you need and so much more. You can contact them if you have any questions and they'll be there to help you no matter what. So check them out if you're looking for a private investigator in the United States or Japan and enjoy. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, I'm actually recording this way early because of this article I found, and so today we're going to talk about weird stuff at national parks, but I found this article. I feel like national parks are just always fucked up, right? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't trust them, and I really have to sneeze, so (laughs) if I just, like, all of a sudden sneeze, it's why. But... I saw this yesterday, it was last night, so it was too late for me to, like, get ready and start recording, but, um, there's an article out that part of a foot in a shoe was spotted in Yellowstone National Park in a hot spring, and I think the part that freaked me out the most was that it was still in a shoe. Like, I don't, I don't, I have so many questions about this, right? So, like, it's in a shoe. So... Per the article, they say that um, they're investigating after a park employee spotted a part of a foot in a shoe floating in a hot spring in the southern part of the park. Um, They found it on Tuesday at the Abyss Pool, which led to temporary closure of the West Thumb Geyser Basin and its parking lot, but the area has since been reopened. And like I said, I read this article yesterday. I think this happened on Tuesday, so they like opened and shut it really quickly. Um, they didn't give a lot of information about it. The abyss pool is 53 feet deep and the temperature is like 140 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's on the south side of the southern loop through the park. Um, so they literally haven't given out anything else but that. I, (laughs) I just have so many questions. Oh, here's an article. It says new information. Um, What's the new information? It says the incident involving one person likely occurred on the morning of July 31st, according to a news release from Yellowstone National Park. Officials believe there's no foul play, but investigation is continuing to determine the circumstances of the death. So do they think that like this person fell in and burned up and then something ate that? I have a lot. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand because then why would the foot be the only thing that's left? Like if a bear ate him and then they were like, we don't, we're full. (laughs) We don't, we'll save that foot for somebody else. And then they just don't, (laughs) I don't, I have so many questions. Like I truly don't understand. Um, I don't. I don't understand. So I'm looking up deaths in national parks because 
this has got me super interested, right? Like now I need to know. It says uh, the National Park estimates that it saw one death per million visitors in 2018, and some saw one death per year. But then someone's, this other thing says there's 245 deaths in the last 10 years in parks. So there's a lot of um, misinformation, apparently. But yeah, so Yellowstone, I don't know. And that's all I've seen in that article about the update was like two hours ago. So I don't know, you know, what makes them think there's no foul play. Um, but that's crazy. That's so crazy to me, right? Like, what the hell? Is this Area 51 or is this a national park? Like, <laughs> are there aliens out there? How is there only a foot with a shoe left for whatever happened? There were so many questions. So, of course, um, Gabby Petito's uh, death, like, spawned all of this information about what happens in national parks. Do people die in that? You know, that, like, became, like, a hotbed of people want to know because, like, a lot of people go missing and are found in national parks. It just seems to be, like, the way it is. And, like, she was found in Grand Teton National Park. Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, what it is. But in 2019, the National Park Chief Spokesman Jeremy Barnum said there's an average of six deaths a week uh, in the national park system. That's 312 around deaths per year. Or like I said, one death for every million visitors. From 2007 to 2018, they did like analysis data and they said that drowning is by far the leading cause of death in national parks. But other common cases include vehicular accidents, falls, poisoning, wildlife encounters, natural causes, and suicide. Some visitors, which is what I said about the foot, have been boiled alive in hot springs and one person was decapitated by an unlatched gate. Like, that's fucking terrifying. So, um, in November of 2016, there was an article about how in Yellowstone, again, an accident victim dissolved in a boiling acidic pool. It said the remains of a man who died in a hot spring accident in Yellowstone National Park were dissolved before they could be recovered. His name was Colin Scott, and he was 23, and he died in June because he attempted to soak or hot pot in the park's thermal pools. Um, the accident was recorded by the victim's sister on her mobile phone. What the fuck? No, thank you. First of all, why are you trying to get in hot springs? Like, that's literally, I feel like you're not supposed to do that. I've never been to Yellowstone, but I feel like they don't want you to do any of this. Um, that's just what I feel like um so they were gonna soak in the thermal springs and they're even though there it says their potential danger and warning signs um the sister was recording the video of her brother on the phone as he reached down to test the water before he slipped in and fell and then he dissolves and burned up i guess because they later found his body in the pool but abandoned attempts to retrieve it due to the decreasing light available and the following day, they were unable to find any significant remains because he burned up. Like, that's freaking crazy. It happened um, on the edge of the famous Yellowstone supervolcano or hotspot. Well, first of all, there's something called a supervolcano. I am not going near it. I have this, um, like, 
fear of falling into a volcano. I will never be on top of a volcano. I will never be near a volcano, but I have a fear of like peeking over and falling in to a volcano. Like I don't want any part of that. So if there's a thing that says, hey, volcano, guess who's not going near it? <laughs> Me, because I have a crazy fear. Um, Eric's probably so glad he's working right now while I'm recording this episode. This is going to be me talking about all the things I'm scared of in national parks. <laughs> um, so in 2021 was the uh, decapitation, and that was in Salt Lake City. And it says the family of the woman rights activist from Uganda sued the National Park Service after um, she was decapitated last year by a gate in Utah's Arches National Park. The gate had been left unlatched against federal policy for two weeks before it struck Esther in June of 2020. So this happened in 2020. I guess they sued in 2021. She and her husband were newlyweds and they were traveling the well-known park when the wind caught gate as they drove out. Um, so I guess it like decapitated or through whatever they were driving. That is freaking crazy. Okay, the gate sliced through the side of the rented car, striking her in the head, neck, and killing her. The husband witnessed the wife's death and said that it was the worst thing he has ever seen and hopes he will ever see. Wow, that is insane. So basically, I'm not ever going to go to a national park. So just, I'm not going to do that. Um, so Lake Mead, Yosemite, and the Grand Canyon recorded the most deaths during the time period, which was what, 2007 to 2018. But the North Cascades National Park registered the highest death rate, and it is by far the next deadliest park with 65 and a half deaths for every 1 million visitors, which is 60 time, 65 times higher than the park average. Um, that is crazy. They said... Uh, you can avoid these life-ending incidents by carrying bear spray, not snapping selfies with animals, and practicing common sense. Like, it's very aggressive. <laughs> They're like, um, no. It says, aside from those deaths, the Park Service also has reported hundreds of fatalities with unknown or undetermined causes, as well as missing persons whose bodies were never located and many who have gone unreported. Because, like I said, for some reason, there's this thing about people when they kill people and they take them to a national park or they put them in a national park or kill them in a national park. I don't know what it is about the parks. Because maybe, like, they think, oh, nobody will ever come dig up in here because it's a national park. That's insane. And I don't like it. Um, I'm not a fan of it. So, um, let's see. They talk about... The pair of newlyweds that went missing and how they were shot to death. They talk about Gabby Petito. You know, it's just crazy that, like, like what are you, why do you go to national parks to kill people? I've, I don't understand that reasoning, I guess. Okay, so I found this little, oh, my dogs are barking, but we're just going to ignore them. I found this little, like, I don't even know, picture, um, and it talks, it's talking about Yellowstone National Park, and, um, like, the deaths in the park since, like, the last 150 years, I guess, so there's scaldings, murders, and maulings, um, I truly don't know which one would be worse, so, 
conflict. Some of these are from like 1981, 1898, 1905, and these are all scaldings. So 1970, 1988, the last one that says was 2016, um, but I bet after they investigate this, it'll be 2022. Um, murders, 1899. So that looks like the one, let's see. Um, five-year-old boy who had his throat slit by his insane mother, who was the wife of a wheelwright and post carpenter and prominent Yellowstone family. That was in Fort Yellowstone. Um, 1947, a 17-year-old woman and member of the traveling carnival was drugged and murdered. Wow. Um, shot by traveling companion. Um, bludgeoned to death was one of them. Murdered and dismembered by two drifters who also ate his heart and fingers in 1970. So, wow. Um, a murder-suicide involving a mother and the son. And then the Maulings, it looks like the furthest they go back is 1894. And the newest one was in 2021. And it says... Most of them are grizzlies or bears. There is a bison, which... So most of them are grizzlies. There's one black or brown bear and one bison. And I need to know about the bison. I don't... I don't understand how they would maul you. And now I have a lot of questions about that. Today is going to be question day, apparently. <laughs> Hi, Benny. How you doing, bud? Um... Let's see. Here's another one. Why most murders in national parks go unsolved? Because they've probably been there for a long time. Um, on a cross-country bike trip in 1977, college roommates Terry and Avra were asleep in their tent in an Oregon park when they were run over by a pickup truck and attacked by its axe-wielding driver. What? Both women were badly injured but survived the assault and the attacker was never found. What? So you were ran over by a pickup truck and attacked by an axe-wielding driver, and you survived. You lived to tell that tale? What a couple of bad bitches. Like, that is, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am, wow. Like, I am so shocked about that. Uh, 1974, a family of four disappeared near Rogue River National Forest Campground in Oregon, and their bodies were discovered a year later. In 1986, a young couple in Virginia was found with their throats slit. In 2005, a 44-year-old uh, Armin Johnson was murdered in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park in 2011. 30-year-old Scott Lilly was strangled while heading to Georgia on the Appalachian Trail. No motives or suspects were ever established in any of these cases. That is fucked because it's you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, like these people could just come literally out of the woods and go, hey, you're dead. Like, there's literally so many places to hide. It could be anyone. There's just truly no way to, I mean, I'm like I said, I've never been to national parks, so they have cameras. Like, I don't, I don't feel like they would have cameras um, out there. So, you know, what are, how are you going to solve the crime? There's not, uh, the, the amount of cameras they would have to put out there 
would be astronomical. So I'm going to say there's like no, there might be like some small, like game cameras, maybe like in certain spots, but that would be the most that I would think that they would have out there because like I said, it would be astronomical, the amount of like cameras they would have to put out there to cover everything. So there's just no way. And so it's just a big open area where nobody's watching, no cameras, there's no place to go for safety. It's just easy to go out there and commit whatever freaking crime you're doing. Like, I'm not obviously not saying go to national parks and commit crimes, but I'm saying like, if that's <laughs> apparently if you want to get away with a crime, that's where you go because that's it's <laughs> like I'm literally speechless. I can't even imagine. I'm still speechless that they were ran over by a truck and attacked with an axe and survived. Like, that is, I'm so, wow. Like, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, like, not even the people, right? But the animals, the bears especially, apparently bison. I still have questions about that. Like, what if you, like, what if you're out there eating stuff? You know, people eat stuff, um, like berries and stuff, and you could poison yourself. Like the guy, what's that freaking, what's his, McCandless, Chris McCandless, he ate those berries after all that stuff he'd been through and died. Like, that is freaking crazy. So, I'm not ever going out in public. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm definitely not camping. Like, I'm going to tell you that. Um, but it is, oh, this says, men compromise the overwhelming majority of deaths on the NPS land according to 2,000 of the 3,000 deaths over 30 years. But see, it was like everything I read about has been women. Um, so, wow. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, basically, don't camp. Um, don't, what that thing say? Take selfies with animals, which why would you want? Well, you know what? I'm not going to say that because people would do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, mm, I'm not going to do that. Um, not because people would do that. I just am so shocked at like, still the women. Like, that's insane. I wonder what they're doing now. Terry and, Terry and Abra. What are y'all doing? And you're just asleep in the tent, right? And this guy comes out and just is like, bye. So it says, Klein Falls attacks unsolved attempted homicide that occurred on June 22nd in 1977 in Oregon. Two female college students, um, they were on a cross-country cycling ride along the Trans-American Trail. They decided to spend the night along the Deschutes River uh, at the park near Redmond. During the night, they were woken by a vehicle that drove over their tent, and then he exited his car and proceeded to attack them with an axe. Can you imagine? Like, well, first of all, why is this person out there in a truck? Like, what are you doing, right? Um, so this happened at around 1130 this truck pulled up to their campsite 
Um, they thought it was like maybe partying teenagers and they were going to be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, whatever. And then it drove over them. Um, it pinned one of them to the ground, breaking both of her arms, one leg, her collarbone, and several wig- ribs and crushed her lungs. And then a man exited carrying an axe and struck the other one in the head around six times. It says they looked up at him and said, take anything, but please leave us alone. He brought the axe down slowly and she caught it in her hand and grabbed the blades and then he withdrew it. They begged him. He returned to his vehicle and drove away. And then one of them stumbled to the nearby road where she flagged down a man named Bill and his wife, Darlene, or no, a man named Bill and his friend, Darlene, they were teenagers that were driving by. Um, they drove to the campsite and, uh, there was another, like they thought they saw the guy coming back and, um, the vehicle then drove away. So I don't, they don't know if it was the guy coming back or not. The police came, obviously investigated the scene. Um, they were taken to St. Charles Medical Center and uh, Goldman went under a nine-hour emergency brain operation because, like I said, she was hit in the head six times. Um, they described him as a physically fit young cowboy. So it wasn't like it was an older man. Um, in the weeks following, a local woman told authorities she had uh, that the attacker was a young man named Richard Dam. He was 17 years old at the time. And they... Um, interviewed him and he said he was in a fight with his girlfriend around the tag but he never said where he was he denied that he was out there on the day um he was given a polygraph test the first one was inconclusive and the second one said that he was deceptive um but they didn't do anything that night it said that somebody said that they noticed that he had changed his tires on his truck shortly after the attack and the toolbox in the truck bed had been removed. Oh, another suspect in the attack was convicted rapist and murderer Richard Wayne Godwin. Um, but he was in prison for the murder of a five-year-old child whose skull he used as a candle holder. What the fuck? Um, what? Uh, but he didn't resemble the man that was attacking her, so he was, I guess, exonerated. I don't know. Um, and one of them published a book called Strange Pizza Paradise. So go read that if you want. I'm so baffled by this. Like, I don't even know. We got on a, wow. So go read that book. Go read it. And then, uh, Terry Lee Jentz and Ava Goldman. Go read it. Which one wrote the book? Terry wrote the book. So go read it. Let's see. Can we find the book? Strange Pieces of Paradise. I return to the American West to investigate my attempted murder and to solve the mystery myself. Wow. It'd be crazy if she did solve it, wouldn't it? <laughs> like the police couldn't do it and then she did it. Wow. I would. I'm going to have to read this book. <laughs> like I'm just in here like Amazon. Um, let's see. It is on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle, audiobook, hardcover, and paperback. And it looks like it's under $20 for every single thing. Um, it's got 196 ratings. Looks like four and a half stars. So definitely go check it out. Wow. 
I am shocked by this. <laughs> like, who would have thought, right? Like, we were talking about national parks, and then all of a sudden, I'm on this attempted murder where both of these people survive. How freaking crazy. So, yeah, happy episode, right? <laughs> we got, uh, we talked a lot about different things, but national parks, I'm not coming ever. So, don't expect to see me there. Don't expect to see me camping. I don't want any part of it ever. Right? Okay, great. Um, as usual, we want to thank Trevor, Derek, Rochelle, Brianna, and Josh. Thanks for being a part of Marriage, Hauntings, and Murder. Um, yeah, so that's all I got today. I was a little excited, as you can tell. So, yeah. Have a wonderful day, weekend, whatever you're doing, and we will scare you later.